Hello, my friends. This is Glenda Taylor, and this little podcast will be about sharing the best of who you are. From time to time through the years, at our fellowship meetings or at a retreat, I ask the people there to share something about who they are, to share what Native American people often call their medicine, not just hobbies or ideas about something or something trivial, but really that person's essential spirit power to share, to enrich, and enable all of us to be able to receive the special gifts that each person has. And so sometimes people (laughs) say, well, Tell us how to do that, or give us some ideas about that. And so I I decided in this podcast to to tell you a few of the instructions that I've received about being who I am and sharing who I am. And there are countless many of these, but I've chosen just a few to, uh, to illustrate perhaps what some of those instructions might be. Now, when you get to the front of the church, speak up good and loud, she said. My mother, at once gentle and stern, bending over me to straighten my little collar, brushing away an imagined wrinkle in the new dress she'd made for me for this occasion. Christmas Eve, 1944. I was five years old, and I was about to read the story of the birth of the baby Jesus from the little Bible in my hands to the congregation of the Nazarene Church where my great-uncle was the minister. It was perhaps the first thing I had learned to read. Remember, she said, you're doing this to please God, so do it right, like we practiced. And her voice softened. You know that God loves children, so he's bound to be pleased, she said, pushing me gently forward toward my first sharing of sacred medicine. Share the medicine carefully, he said, eyes clouded over with glaucoma, making him almost blind to this tangible world, but making him all the more a seer in the invisible world. The little feather stuck in his gray hair shifted in the wind as he handed me the bag with the pipestone pipe inside, waiting to be used, vibrating already from his time with it, vibrating through the soft deerskin bag up my arms and into my heart, into my heart. The pipe connects you to everything, everywhere, in all time, he said. Use it respectfully. This pipe doesn't belong to you. You belong to the pipe. You are its carrier. You carry it to serve the people. Cut out all this extra crap, he said, as always, my husband, my best and surest critic, pointing to a section of my manuscript, and get to the important stuff. Get your ego out of the way. Stop trying to impress with all you know or how fancy you can say it or all the ramifications and all the footnotes. Just give the 
most important essential thing. That'll work. <laughs> Come out in the backyard, Mommy, and be the audience, she said, taking my hand and leading me out. Elfin Grace of a tiny girl child, she was one of the most mysterious and awesome creatures I would ever know. Now you sit here and listen and clap at all the right times and say things like, Wow! And more, more, while I sing. And she did. And I did. Sunlight illuminating the sacred space of the backyard. The golden retriever sitting solemnly beside me, wagging his tail appreciatively. When she had finished, and I had clapped and cheered, she bowed magnificently, was then suddenly shy, and giggled behind her hand. Finally, she stepped lightly up to me where I sat in my lawn chair and on tiptoe gave me a soft little kiss on the cheek and then whispered, Thank you, Mommy. You were a good audience. It was a special song, and it really wanted to have a good audience. God wants your voice, he said, this stranger to me, in an altered state evangelical zeal mesmerizing us both as he leaned close to me, grasping my shoulders, repeating, God wants your voice, while the Pentecostal congregation, my sisters, cried out and shook their arms and fell down in the power of the Spirit. In this unfamiliar place, tremors coursing also through me, I was thrown back to the thought, of my concern for authority. I have no advanced degrees past a BA. I have no certification, no nothing. God wants your voice, again he said, demanding. And I looked back at him and I whispered, Yes. And to myself silently I said, She has it. Oh, for heaven's sake, she said, my great aunt, the only grandmother I ever knew. I'm tired of seeing you always hanging back, acting like a whipped dog. You're just as good as anybody else, no matter if we're poor or your daddy's dead or anything else. It's a downright sin for you to act like that, like you're a nobody and don't count. God made you, and that ought to be good enough. And stop hunching over. You look like you're deformed. I know you're shy and you think you're too tall and skinny, and you're embarrassed because you're still flat-chested. But you straighten up and stand tall, she said fiercely. You are a long-stemmed American beauty rose. You show it. And suddenly, miraculously, I felt it. In me and my body and my spirit, the long, graceful stem, the beautiful, delicate, fragrant flower, Perhaps that long-stemmed American Beauty Rose was my first consciously remembered medicine helper. Share the medicine that flows through you, he said, dark eyes locked on mine, his shining black hair long, almost to his waist, worn unbound, loose and free, like the people's lives before the pale ones came. He said, this medicine feather taken from a live eagle in the old way, I am not giving it to you for decoration, to put on the mantle, 
or to wave around stupidly. It's the power of spirit among the people. Use it in a sacred way. It's how you use the medicine that matters. And remember, you are feathered, little hawk. You too are medicine. Who does she think she is, the voice said, coming through the crack where the door was ajar. Why does she have to always be the star, the focus of attention? Stunned, holding my breath against this body blow from a good friend, I listened as she went on and on to another friend, not knowing I would hear. I wanted to cry out in anger and hurt at the unfairness, but you can share who you are any time, and I will listen and cheer and care if you just do it. But I don't want attention. I just want to share the magic. But I didn't say any of that or let her know I heard. I just breathed out the hurt, softened, soothed myself, aware of the sweet, innocent indignation of the lonely child in each of us, in her, in me, and remembering my own older daughter once on the way home from her elementary school where I had been overly long at a committee meeting, nobly giving of my precious little free time to help improve the educational system for her, and her response on the way home after waiting for me so long was to ask me, Please, Mom, from now on, just stay home and make cookies instead. <laughs> Don't be afraid, she said, my best friend, both of us age 17, at the regional convention where I, from the small town of Deweyville, Texas, was miraculously one of several across the state nominated for president of the organization we both belonged to. In just a few minutes, here in this huge, unfamiliar place, I and the other candidates, most of them from big city schools, were to walk across the stage, preferably without tripping, state our names, and tell why we were qualified to serve. Then everyone would vote. I was shaking all over, scared speechless. Touching me gently, my friend said, that's a big auditorium out there, and I warn you, it's full of people, all sitting on fancy cushion seats. Back home, we didn't even have an auditorium anywhere in town. But now listen, she said, vehemently loyal and wise. When you get ready to walk across that stage, you think about home, about all the trees and the honeysuckle and the birds and the wind, about home. And you walk like someone who owns the world. <laughs> and when you talk, you just speak up for all that, she said. Enact it in the temple, so to speak, for the gods, she said urgently, this famous speaker on psychology and religion leaning over the podium toward us in the audience. The Hellenic Greeks and the other ancients, she said, understood that we must not desecrate the sacred. In our society today, almost nothing is treated as sacred. Everything is secular and therefore sacrilegious and therefore dangerous. 
ecstasy, power, vision, wisdom, creativity, love. These are manifestations of transpersonal energy, not ego powers. We must remember to make a sacred place and time and ceremony for honoring the transpersonal nature of these gifts, not just allow ourselves to be possessed by them and shatter ourselves and others with their power because we do not, metaphorically speaking, offer ourselves in service to these gods, if you will. You must share who you are. You must share the gifts God gives you. We all must, he said, standing with his back to me, framed in the fading twilight, falling through the cathedral windows of his office, overlooking San Diego's Balboa Park, his clerical robes thrown loosely over a chair. I had been in counseling with him for many months, and we were discussing a dream I'd had about a deer that had been frozen, now coming back to life. Turning to me, his eyes full of tenderness, he said, The deer is your heart. One of your gifts is to love people intensely. That's how God made you, and you can't escape it. You froze it because it confused some people, because they don't allow themselves to feel so strongly. And so they think it's wrong. Or it scared some people because your feelings overflow ordinary boundaries. Or it hurts some people because they want to control you and you think it easier just to sink back into hiding, to stay frozen, not to be who you are, not at all. But Glenda, it, it won't do. You must share the love you feel or you'll just cease to be. After a long pause, he went on, Each of us is a unique and an essential manifestation of God. No two of us is exactly the same, nor will we share it in the same way. But we are meant to reveal ourselves and our gifts to each other so that we can celebrate together for God's pleasure. Just do it, he said, <laughs> grinning irresistibly. All those instructions, somehow the same. Have I got it yet? <laughs> and have I passed it on to you? I hope the instructions I was given will help you to share the medicine that flows through you. <laughs> not to perform, not to control, not to gain personal power or prestige, but simply to be all that you are and all that is, and share that with others and with me in a sacred way. And sometimes, only occasionally perhaps, we may also share in lightness of spirit, Heoka style, poking holes in the sanctimony, and that too done in a sacred way. Like the time a girl I knew named Tootsie <laughs> sent out a Christmas card to everyone she knew formal, embossed, engraved, elegant cards enclosed in inner and outer envelopes. Her Christmas card read, 
Tootsie Woodhead takes great pleasure in announcing the birth of Jesus Christ. <laughs> a personal rediscovery of and the passing on of an everlasting truth. That's what I mean by sharing medicine. <laughs>